Clenching bullets, sweating, and laying at a podcast. For the people. <laughs> well, two other people. I mean, we're doing it for the people. We're, we're butt clenching. We're clenching. We're clenching so we're much. We're clenching to see if we clinch. All it's, tight? It's just up in there. It's, it's clenched. It's all up in there. Yeah. We are, we, we are with the Soccer <laughs> in the Square watch party at Johnny McCracken's today. We are. We are mobile rig right now because because we uh, well, it was we were cutting it close. Yeah, I mean this is Cobb County, baby. So you, you don't know, get you don't get a, don't just open. Yeah, you got to wait till twelve thirty. Whenever get in you there feel like it to get in nice and deep, like yeah, in so the bar. We're literally like thirty eight minutes from the supposed kickoff at yeah, one p.m. It's not factual. And uh, I mean I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I mean I, I've been. We're both. You, I think your bunt's a little bit more clenched than mine. <laughs> Um, I we'll measure that later. <laughs> we can measure the clinchage, the clinchage. There you go. There's a new word for everyone today. <laughs> Add it to the list. You're all welcome. Uh, no, so I I didn't really have any trouble sleeping because I had spent the most of my day yesterday just drinking. That's one way to do it. Just yeah. drink for an entire day. Drink for an entire day, which is what I did. So I started a bar crawl for soccer in the streets. It was a black tie bar crawl where everybody dressed up in black tie attire and you walked along the belt line and just drank beers from noon until whenever you stopped drinking. Hell so, yeah. Um, I slept very soundly last night, but I know that you stayed up pretty late and yeah, sort so of woke I, up. I was in uh, Tennessee out of town at the in-laws for like a day and a half, came back late. Uh, we put that new express lane on 75 to the test. Oh, uh, how'd that go? Thank goodness that thing exists because it saved us a heck of a lot of time and it's worth the four or five bucks for the whole trip on it. So, uh, yeah, I just could not go to sleep. Uh, I don't know if it was just because I was driving the anticipation. Uh, yeah. Well, I should say Jenny was driving the whole time. She, she's the driver. I'm just sitting in the back with Casper um, tweeting, you know, most of the time. <laughs> um, but Standard. It's, Standard J. This is a huge day. It is. Um, uh, before we get into a lot of this stuff, because we're kind of playing ad hoc here until we can set up our, our actual we're, we're equipment. We're winging it. We are winging it. That's what we, that's what we do on brand. Is I noticed uh, the other day and this morning that I want to give a special shout out uh, to listener Karif at Mr. Sewa and the Atlanta United UK Supporters Club, as well as Nick and the Sydney 17 Supporters yes. Group for seeking out matches aired in their respective countries and organizing watch parties. Yeah, I mean, to date, Sydney 17 has been able to organize six watch parties, which is kind of insane, right? Uh, which are often between 6, six and 8 a.m. their time. And yeah. 
And it would have been more, they said, if, if BM would have actually broadcast more of them in Australia. They have to wait sometimes till the night before to know whether crazy? they can get together for watch party. And, and people put up with this, and they, st they, they, they love still, Atlanta United so yeah. much that they're willing to do this. Oh, man. Makes um, me want to travel to Sydney just to go to one well, of these. Well, Tim Herb went down there and met him. He was Did down he? there on business or something. I had no and, idea. Uh, they've actually That's awesome. met. So the home before dark connection is real down there. Um, and then today is the actually the first watch party for the UK Atlanta United Supporters Club. So congratulations. What a game Hell to have yeah. a watch party on. Um, the best. The the best game to have a watch right what's the time difference well what there's six there? depending on the uh whether the uh, the time change uh could be five or six hours difference right where they're ahead of us so most of the time the games are like three in the morning or something yeah so, no so there's nothing open early. where they can go yeah. collectively go and watch and uh it's called the uk sports group which that's a big area so it's a, it's <laughs> i'm a not very, it's a wide I'm not sure range. like how you know Someone's. I think Karif said he was uh, driving there. Looked like he was driving there. Maybe I'm not sure. Or take no, taking the train. He was going to the train station. So I'm excited. That's I want to see deal. photos. I wonder I if do. we can ask us. Ask him if he can send us photos. I want to see. Uh, I know there's a, a a guy in Ireland too. So mm -hmm. I, I don't yep. know there's uh, the island if one. he's ever hooked up with them. It's, it's going to be interesting. Either way, everybody's on the edge of their seats waiting. For this game, they're clinched. <laughs> they're clinched. And there uh, are so many things we want to clinch today, and yeah, yeah. I, the, not our butts is would be the preferable. So, so to bide our time, so we're not just sitting here biting our nails off. Uh, we'll go through some some different uh, soccer stuff. Like non-team uh, news to start with, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What's, what about non-Atlanta United news? So for for just as a reminder to everybody, the uh, MLS Works Kick Childhood Cancer Month is still going on right now. Um, if you use the hashtag ScarvesUp, they donate $5 to p the Pediatric Center Treatment and Research. Uh, it's the last for, day, guys. Yeah, it's the last so day. By so by the time you listen to this, I think it's over. But. Yeah, so tweet as much as you can. We'll we'll also tweet uh, a reminder out to everybody as well. Uh, childhood I cancer is something that should be uh, promoted. I think, I think yeah. by the time this comes out, it'll be over. But yeah, but I'm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So either yeah. way, it was a good cause, and uh, <laughs> we saw a lot of tweets right going now. out this month for that, uh, as well as a shout out to the Scarful Group and their Scarful. picture of the uh, folks with all the scarves, including the kick childhood cancer scarf awesome. up in the background cool deal also it's not news unless Zlatan is making news no it's never yeah. news Zlatan Ibrahimovic can't even say his name right uh, <laughs> that's just how, how he makes me feel I get I, I don't even I don't even say his last name anymore I just say Zlatan just saying his name I get I get the goosebumps he you gives get all, me all shaky the, all the look feels. at you well because I watch LA Galaxy purely to see if he has any dope moments and uh speaking of dope moments uh one of his goal celebrations he looks like he's smoking dope so so i mean a little smoke of the joint two and two and two yeah yeah maybe that's uh now, now the, do, we, do we know why he went to la galaxy for so cheap i think now? so probably yeah <laughs> all about that was, legal marijuana all okay about the, yeah absolutely exactly but you also said that he because i didn't get to watch the game but you said that he sort of gave a sitter to alessandrini Right, so he could have had a, a hat trick uh, against Vancouver. Uh, uh, they were just all over Vancouver, and Zlatan scored. His first goal was a penalty. Second goal was a screamer yeah. that the goalkeeper kind of dived out of the way. But either way, uh, still classic Zlatan goal was one on one. Right, ended up uh, just whipping it uh, uh, into the goal. Uh, looked like it was going to take someone's head off. And then the third. Uh, Opportunity, yeah, his chance to get a hat trick, which yeah. typically you would see the team would expect him to it's take it. On. Of course, he, he would want to take it. Of course, he gave the PK to Alessandrini, huh? And apparently, that's his tenth goal. So, the speculation is that he must have had a ten goal bonus uh, written into his contract. Okay. And so Zlatan's doing him a solid. He's yeah, he's like, hey, it's man. not all about the Zlatan it's all the time. All, yeah. It's about the team. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's raising For their sure. level and raising, the, giving them raises at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he is. He basically <laughs> is their boss, their CEO, and all that good stuff. So, in other news, uh, Houston defeats Philadelphia Union uh, to win the U.S. Open Cup. Remember that? Do you remember that tournament? Remember that, that thing? Like, oh, but there's like a trophy and stuff. Play, play the kids, though, right? Yeah, play the kids. Play the kids against play Chicago Fire. Yeah. And lose to yeah. a Chicago Fire that is now that is now out of like yeah now yeah. mathematically mathematically out cannot qualify for the playoffs. But they just freaking beat LAFC, uh, yeah, which, which is, is yeah I mean, bizarro. God, MLS. Yeah, that, that guy they brought in for like six games from Sweden or right, something. Right, you see that rocket? Oh my gosh! <laughs> but um, back so weird. Back to the uh, Philadelphia Union loss. This is actually the third time that Philadelphia has lost in the Open Cup final. It's like they're tri- they they had they had a fill- imagine being a fan of oh my god I'd be so mad blown out I'd be so after mad. you've already lost in, in uh, extra time right in in a in two thousand two thousand fourteen fourteen yeah lost to penalties in two thousand fifteen and now you get humiliated in Houston but to be honest, I mean, to be fair we know what that's like we all we yeah we're but very again, well it wasn't a cup final yeah so. <laughs> thank gosh and it was the first it was the first you know. Yeah. Game of the year. But even so bigger, uh, DeMarcus Beasley. Is uh, a vampire. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they rolled his age. coffin out yep. and everything. They opened it up. Out. He just sort of popped up, started playing. And then yeah. he sat right back down in the coffin. Then we you know, this, shoveled him off the field. This guy will be uh, playing in the USL in like, you know, year 3000 right. uh, in for Las Vegas just City Lights. Kids. Like his, they'll make a, him a cyborg. He will come back <laughs> and, and play with Freddie Adu cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just hang out. Yeah, as sort two of mascots together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, uh, at in Las Vegas, he'll just he like be on the llama, just riding the llama. <laughs> this guy's crazy. He's gonna be slaying it uh, till the year 2069. Oh my I, gosh. I promise you, until he's 327 oh my years gosh. old. So let's let's talk about. He's won 17 trophies for club and country. Not bad for playing 17,000 matches. Correct, correct. <laughs> you figured uh, one, be one, one trophy one, one for trophy every thousand every games. So with Chicago Fire, he got three trophies, right? With PSV. He got three with the Rangers. It looks like he got six with Dynamo. He obviously has one, and with the U.S. men's national team, he has four. Crazy. His Crazy. Wikipedia is way too long. Way now. too long now. You gotta trim it down, bro. Yeah, trim no. it down. Like save some trophies for someone like, else. Just Demarcus, just give it to somebody else. I mean, he's just stop being guys. so greedy. He's one of those guys where he's never talked about day to day. Yeah, but he's still killing it. He's. he's like, I mean, he's. This is nuts. He's going to be killing it because and, this is and be 20 for, years from now. It's supposed to be huge for him because Houston's completely out of the playoff picture at this point. Right, right. Um, maybe not mathematically, but realistically. Realistically, and, it's uh, not And so to get this was a big deal because, as he said in an interview uh, on the field, uh, I think with David Grass, uh, uh, this is basically, you know, he knows his career is, is uh, in his twilight. It's, it's coming to an end. Uh, of course, he's lying. Right. Yeah. He says he's, that. He says it every all the time. Year. He's been saying that for thirty years. He's gonna uh, like keep saying he's retiring and then coming back and <laughs> but playing. Yeah, it's a and big retiring. deal. So congratulations to to Demarcus Beasley. Uh, he's somebody that I uh, really enjoyed, and and when I first got into watching U.S. Men's National Team soccer yeah, and stuff, loved, he was a big name. Guy, he was yeah. right along there when I'm watching Brian McBride and all those guys. Uh, so very cool to see him doing well. Um, if we call back to the last episode when we spoke about a report by Sam Steschkel that MLS is considering removing that third DP slot yeah. in favor of an influx of TAM, something that we talked about with Felipe that was a, a really a, not a good thing. Well, yeah, we, not, yeah, most people don't really see it as a good thing. Yeah, well, Doug McIntyre of Yahoo Sports uh, is reporting that MLS 
and its MLS Players Union have actually been quietly discussing either ripping up the, the collective bargaining agreement, the CBA, that, that was, was signed, signed. In, in 2015, yeah. right? It expires in 2020, so typically we're used to seeing this go down to the wire. Right. They're already quietly negotiating this, and apparently it's been works for a while. So very huh. unusual, but not so unusual when you think about the news that just came out from Sam Steshko about right. the DP slot because this has to be related because in the end – the DP slot changes, those types of salary cap They can't uh, happen without changes. the player union agreeing. Absolutely not. Uh, that's the part of the whole CBA deal. So if this is going to go down, if they're going to make these changes, they're starting to butter up. The C- it's, yeah. it's clear the MLS is willing to work on this. Right. If, they, if these cheap owners really want to get rid of this slot, I mean, it looks like they're working hard to make it happen because typically they, they duke it out with the with the players' union till the end. And But one positive coming out of this, apparently, negotiation is uh, if we talk about limited free agency, which dictates like uh, now that veterans who are 28 years or older with eight years of MLS service, they can shop around the league when their contract expires, sort of they're free Truly right. free agents. Truly free agents. Um, yeah. It's also likely to be uh, tweaked in the CBA uh, early and would drop the age restriction to 26 and the oh, number dang. of years of service to six, which is a good thing. So yeah. you can see if they're trying to give them some carrots, maybe to agree to this DP slot change, right. which if you think about most of the guys in MLS, especially American players who are in that mid-tier level, right. they don't care about the DP slot. No, they don't. So if they're getting something out of this, they're probably more likely to go along with it, right. which is They'd not good for the league overall. No. No, but if this goes down, so I hope that I hope this isn't something where they're just going to scoot it by. Yeah, no, and know. I think I think the the attention on MLS right now, especially now that we know that something like this is going down, and I mean more eyes are going to be on it than not. Yeah. Um, so in other related news or in other news, uh, Atlanta United two uh, lost last night to Louisville City, which is a two goal improvement from they're their loss guys. to six one. Yeah, instead of six one, North, it was North four Carolina. one. Uh, yeah, and Romario Williams uh, obviously did not travel with the team because right. he was busy scoring last night. that one goal. Yeah. at uh, Cool Ray Field the other day. Yeah. So yeah, but to to the to the big news, the the, the big dog news, the yes. news that everyone is paid so much attention to this week and the weeks leading up to this, obviously. Uh, Tata Rumors. Tata Rumors, guys. You're sick of them. You can't get enough of them. And after we talked on Monday... It's an addiction. Uh, there, was even mo- there were even more articles from ESPN citing ESPN Deportes, which, of course, never name a source. Never Just name. speculating no. and saying, oh, it's a done deal. He's, he's going, going to Mexico. Mexico. He's, he's going, going to Argentina. To Argentina. He's going to uh, yeah. Paraguay. He's yeah. going to yeah. Colombia. He's going to Germany. And then I think uh, <laughs> that was like on a Tuesday and then Wednesday they have the press conference. I just conference. started that. Please don't roll with the Germany thing, well, well, yeah, we, we could sorry. get this going, and, and we'll talk about that, <laughs> right? Because the it. most important thing about this is in the press conference, of course he denied you know, knowing about these. Nobody's, he said he hasn't talked to anybody. He actually laughed and thought some of the stories were funny. But what was very serious, very serious. is we put out some very serious reporting. It was, right? it was the most serious, No actually. fake news here. No. Uh, based off of credible Facebook source Justin Brantley, member of the super-secret Scarfle Mafia, that Tata would in fact become the new deli manager at the Publix of Hudson Bridge Road, yeah. paired with a photo. We have a very reliable source, guys. There and was a, a photograph. Photo. Of Tata and a green Shaking hands polo. With, with employees and hairnets. Come in on. And hairnets, guys. And hairnets. In a kitchen, like a if deli kitchen. If anything says serious, it's a hairnet. And, uh, well, we'll just let the audio speak for itself. I mean, uh, he was asked about that, and uh, here's what he had to say. Hay una también que me pone en trabajando en el Publix. There's also a report that has me working at Publix. Is that true? <laughs> no. <laughs> so there you go, guys. I mean, 
I mean, if breaking that, news. If, if that doesn't make you want to deny it yourself, I don't know what does. He's uh, obviously laughing it off because he knows it's true. Obviously, unrelegated being picked up as credible sources right. as part of these. Uh, and I'm saying, you know, d- this is not a news person that brought this up. Tata brought Tata this brought up. Tata brought it up himself. So he is obviously paying attention to, to our news channel. Uh, and uh, and seeing these stories, a very serious expert. All I gotta say is somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying, guys. Somebody's lying. I'm not. I don't know who, but somebody's lying. Uh, we have some injury updates. Uh, Garza is said to be still being, you know, working towards yeah, fitness for coming back. So, but was there a rumor that he traveled? We didn't see him on the bench in look, the lineup that was listed. We have heard from sources. Sources. Sources that Garza traveled with the team. We don't have pictures this time, though. We don't have pictures. We haven't had time to Photoshop. I mean, capture We're, pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Of him traveling with the team. So what has been said to us is that he actually traveled with the team to uh, New Jersey. But what it's being said is he's going to just sit in the box and watch the team play. Yeah, he's not in the lineup. He's not in the lineup. Didn't make it to the bench, Yeah, uh, which would have been unusual because they were saying October was when they were expecting him anyways. the earliest, correct. Um, Well, I mean, if you want to think about it, October is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's important because McCann's on four yellows right Right. now as well as uh, Larry. So Mm -hmm. if McCann were to pick up a yellow in this game – you know, we will need that depth because we right. have Bellow, we have but, Bellow we, we, but we want to have that additional depth as well. Gre- right. Having Greg come back sooner rather than later would be good timing. Yeah, so some other tidbits from the week. Tito Vialba wins goal of the week. I mean, I, a, I put my vote down for, for Gressel. Yeah. I put a vote down for him. It wasn't, it wasn't good enough. Uh, but that's okay because he made team of the week. He made team of the week. He did. He absolutely so, did make team of the week. And he also had – We did it, guys. A, you, had a, you went to his signing, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I went to his signing. And uh, I just wanted to take a picture and say hi at, uh, at Gusto in uh, Off Ponce. I do believe the signing said, to my man. Uh, to my boy. To my boy. Oh. To my boy. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty dope because I, I was about to walk away. He says, do you want like me to sign this thing? And I was like, oh, okay. Great. So I didn't even – I don't think about that stuff. I'm just silly. No. I just wanted to – You just wanted to be I just wanted to stalk him, him be, and around him. Be near him. You wanted to be, hold him in your arms. just wanted to smell him and you be close swaddle, to him. You want to swaddle, wrestle. Swaddle. Um, is swaddle a thing? A swaddle is like what you do with a baby, right? I have no idea. I mean, you're the word expert, <laughs> wordsmith. Um, if we uh, look at some other cool stuff, uh, if we – I want to talk about some dope new Atlanta United uh, swag. There's a new online store called Way Down South Co. that just opened uh, at WayDownSouthCo.com. They're also on Instagram and Twitter. And the reason this is cool is because you may have seen me or other people tweet out a picture right after the Orlando match of a design of the Bendik face of of Joseph looking back at Bendik Mm -hmm. after scoring the goal as a t-shirt design and patiently waiting for the store to actually open while they are open and the shirt design is available and they have some other dope designs as well go grab a shirt there it looks really cool yeah has and then Doug Doug Robertson tweeted out very excitedly the other day about but the bobbleheads. Bobbleheads. <laughs> he was so excited about I the bobbleheads. So the bobblehead Hall of Fame now has Joseph and Miggy bobbleheads at bobbleheadhall.com. Yeah, Jay, don't you already own that generic it one may, that came out last year? Yes, I. Uh, the generic bobblehead may have made an appearance in one of my um, uh, Nothing's Going to Stop Us yeah. videos. So uh-huh. <laughs> I, I am well aware of the bobblehead phenomena. Yeah. And these are legit. They're not plastic, guys. They're no, porcelain. They're, they're porcelain. They're bobbleheads. Yeah. These are not <laughs> something real. you want to just get and put on a bookshelf exactly. with, with kids hanging around. Yeah, nope. Yeah, these are, these are truly collector's items. Um, uh, hand-painted. Yeah. 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 So also in other news, if you were at the home match uh, this past week, you might have seen the new 
big flag that was the uh, three hands holding the fist and the spikes, right? Yeah. For Home Before Dark. Well, they actually just released tees of that shirt. I believe they've got tees and sweaters coming out. Um, so you can get those. Where they're called the three fist and spikes. And That's what can, I'm calling it. Because yeah. it's three fists holding spikes. and It's a really cool yeah. design. They, uh, they all did themselves, really, honestly. So you can get those at gethomebeforedark.com forward slash shop. Yeah. Do it. Yes. Check it out. So, guys, we're going to take a break, figure out where we're sitting, uh, whether we're outside, inside, and uh, get in front of a TV. And uh, what we can do is maybe if a match hasn't started, we'll get into Mike uh, Conti's treasure chest. Treasure Otherwise, chest, yes, when yeah. you come back, it may be halftime. We don't know. It's crazy up it in here. It is crazy. All right, it guys. <laughs> we'll be back shortly. If you're listening, whoa. Nothing's gonna stop us, hand. Kelly. Nothing's, Nothing's gonna, gonna stop, us. stop us. I have a mimosa. I'm ready to go. That guys. is a nice glass. I like that. Isn't it a nice glass? Yeah. What does it say? Um, oh, it just says where we're at. Something in Gaelic. I was here before you were born. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's true. Sounds but okay. like something Demarcus Beasley would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's open Mike Conti's treasure chest. So Mike Conti, uh, uh, always God, with the, we're so good at sound effects. The great tweets. We are the best. The best in the biz. Uh, the, 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 the Photoshops and the noise effects. Yes, I know. Every, everyone in the Eastern Conference is still mathematically alive for a playoff berth, except Chicago. Everyone else is still alive, including Incredibly. Orlando, mathematically. So that's, ins- that's, that's very interesting considering their last place. I guess they have a game in hand or something. And also, in respect to today's match, this is something that I saw him tweet about. Yes. And I was like, Conti, this is the most rarest piece of treasure that could ever come out of this treasure chest. Yeah. So rare Where that, did you bury this? So rare that I didn't know something like this existed. Where did you dig this up from? So he said, ESPN's, ESPN leads MLS broadcast view of Adrian Helian. Okay, anyway, it, he worded it phrasing, but he basically said, the <laughs> broadcast crew of he used Adrian words. He, yes, he used words. Uh, <laughs> the broadcast crew of Adrian Healy and Taylor Twelman will call Sunday's match against Atlanta United versus the New York Red Bulls match. He said, Atlanta United is 4-0-1 on ESPN this year and 2-0-1 with Healy and Twelman calling the games. That's right, guys. <laughs> we have never lost we have never lost a match. On ESPN. On ESPN or with or Helian Twelman calling the matches. Exactly. I mean, there you go. That's uh, that's the rarest piece it's, of it's totally treasure sad. ever. Some other fun uh, stats. This is one for me. The population of Harrison, New Jersey is four times less than the number of people to have attended the RSL match at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Also, did you know that's that Harrison, insane. New Jersey is the capital 
of wanting to be in New York. That's the capital of that. So it's the capital of believing they're in New York. <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> t- t- I'm pretty so sure okay, I tweeted it much yeah, better sure. than that. But yeah. I don't think it <laughs> came across as well <laughs> as you saying it. Also, uh, if we look at teams to reach 60 points but not win the Supporters' Shield, there's actually quite a few of them, uh, and uh, why don't you go through those, Kelly? Yeah, so in 2011, the Seattle Sounders got 63 points. In 2012, Sporting Kansas City got 63 points also. 2014, you have LA Galaxy at 61, and in 2015, you've got FC Dallas at 60. All did not win the yes. Supporters' Shield. No, they didn't. And yet they were over that 60 mark. But this, uh, is, the, this is the most interesting point, though. Yeah. In 2018, it's projected that you're going to add three more names to this list. New York Red Bulls at 67, FC Dallas at 62, and Sporting Kansas City. Right, if they all achieve their max points, right, 60. which we know yeah. is not going to happen because we're going to no. beat the Red Bulls today. Of course, of course. Um, that's what it would look like. And it's pretty crazy if you think about it because that means that look at how much Atlanta United has had to achieve, how much of a next level they have to have been to get where they are at points where you have teams in the mid-60s that could right. reach the mid-60 points this total for the season be, and still not get the supporters yeah, shield. this has got to be literally the best season at MLS yeah. has ever had. Yeah. It's insane. The, 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 the statistics that are coming out from this season alone are immeasurable, honestly. If we recap the other MLS matches uh, played uh, since we last spoke, uh, basically FC Dallas is the only one that played um, since we uh, had our last podcast. Right. They drew Portland Timbers in a most the most boring game I've seen in a long time, to be honest. But uh, for the exception of Ridgewell, who was sent off for kicking someone in the butt, literally. Ah. Like jumping up and just karate kicking them. He just wanted to give him a good kick in the ass. Yeah, yeah. He's not my favorite guy. You'll hear the Cooligans talk about him and how he's kind of Thrown shade at the MLS when he's been on talk shows right. over in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not, not a big fan. Of not him. their favorite. No, not favorite their favorite guy. person not, at all. And also, uh, other than other than notable, yeah. DC creamed Montreal last night, five zero. That was a lot of uh, fun to watch. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that, it's worth the replay on uh, ESPN+. Plus. It could have been much worse. Uh, that Lucha Costa uh, combination with Rooney continues to just be a, a, a huge threat, uh, huge. especially if you open yourself up like Montreal. And the reason this game was so big is because people have been keeping an eye on whether D.C. United, sort of a, a, a craw on our, you know, our side, a thorn on our side right. uh, at times, uh, Will actually make the playoffs. They're only and, two points and, right and now behind potentially, Montreal. Potentially be a threat if they make it up to oh, the knockout rounds. For sure. We end up having for to sure. play we, them. We had a conversation about that this morning where yeah. we're looking at thinking who we would rather have to face in the playoff playoffs after obviously the right. first round by and the knockout rounds. But I don't I don't know if I want to go against. I DC. don't know anybody that wants to face them. I don't. I mean, even I mean, granted, in a two with our buy and and likely uh, position where if we do face them. It, it's either going to be in a, a, a two-round playoff, uh, two-leg, or in the conference final, which right. is also two-leg. So either way, we would face them in two legs, home and away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks like they're going to make it. They're two points behind Montreal after that huge right. win, and they have two games in hand yeah, they for do. that sixth spot. I mean, I think, I, I think I, my money is on it. D.C. making oh, it in sure. the playoffs. They have four home games out of their last five, their right. fifth is in sh- at Chicago, uh, who we know, know is uh, not doing well no. despite their their despite their performance, performance last night. LAFC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, this is very credible that if they make it and they're hot, yeah, even if they don't get a home in the sixth spot, even if they don't get a home uh, game, yeah, they could potentially they could. face 
a what are we looking at? New York City. New York City. They could City. go to Yankee Stadium, and the yeah. way New York's playing right now, they could easily they decimate them. I think they could beat New York. Oh, for sure. At Yankee Stadium, yeah. they're very beatable. We, at the we moment. talked about how when I first heard that Rooney was coming, I was sort of, uh, I was like, oh God, it's MLS 2.0, like. It's yeah. yeah, what not MLS 2.0 is like basically old version of MLS. What, but Rooney has really honestly changed that team. The way that the the three attackers now work together, it's just, it's insane. DC is a huge threat, huge threat. Uh, I would, I would least like like to face them and uh, the Red Bulls obviously Correct. again. Uh, in the playoffs, it, if it somehow came full circle where they made it through the, to the right. final, but you know. That also means the Red Bulls may likely have to face DC as well. Yes. So, <laughs> still, either way, nobody wants to face nobody, them right now with how does. hot they are. But what? Okay, so matches matches on the TV right now. That's it's doing their pregame right now. Yep. Yeah. Taylor and Healy are the up there. Got the lineup graphic yep. up there. Let's talk about what this match means. Yeah. Because it's a huge match. This is honestly the biggest match that we've had in our short. Uh, our short history as this, as this club, as this franchise. Yeah, so first, if we get three points here, all we need is two points. But So if we get three, uh, then that would clinch the Atlanta United spot for next year's CONCACAF Champions correct. League. Um, A win would all but wrap up the Supporters' Shield race by extending our lead to seven points, which is including a chance to clinch the title next weekend at home against the New York Revolution, which would New be New England huge. Revolution, yeah. yeah. So if, if, if we I win New this... York, I'm sorry. Uh, if we win this, then we just need, I think, a draw. Probably yeah. we'd be okay to, to secure it. Um, but I think then if we win, we definitely oh, for sure. clinch it. Um, a win would also mean one or more um, that one uh, more win and a draw would ensure Lane United break Toronto's record of 69 total points this season uh, set by them uh, last, last year. year. Yeah. So very cool stuff. We saw the lineup, guys. Yeah. It, uh, it's that sort of uh, – He's bringing his A game. It looks like the 4-3-3 that turned into a 3-4-3 that wasn't a 3-4-3 that yep. uh, Josh Bagnaransky talked about at Dirty yeah. South Soccer that we looked so good in yeah. when we played against RSL. And uh, we're doing it again, guys. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. Talk does not playing today. He is going full We are steam. looking at what we will likely see laid out in the playoffs. Yep. This is this – is, this is no longer sort of a trial system in my mind. This is like, okay, we are, we are going to get this system ready yeah. for the playoffs. Only concern is McCann and Larry on the four yellows. However, if we miss them against New England at home, not a huge concern. Right. So I'd rather get those out of the way, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest and, like, have them sit out New England yeah. versus any of the other games or, like, Toronto or something at right. the end of the season. So at the, end, the, the last game of the yeah, season, yeah. yeah. No, I'd, I'd rather that as well. As I, well, I don't know how many more matches they need for good behavior, but I, I don't. Right. I think they need more than just one right. to get one knocked off. Right. So and so and, when you're yeah. when you're looking at the lineup and you're looking at the subs, you could honestly tell that like Tata is going full steam. This is obviously the biggest the biggest game of this season. It's the biggest game of our right. of our history and right even, now. And even, even bigger breaking news is uh, we know that BWP was out. Right. Tyler Adams is out with a back issue. Right. So they he have, will not be playing. They have they two of their stars so are these, not playing this right is now. Pivotal. Pivotal, yeah. And uh, as I uh, said on Twitter, it's definitely a trap. It's definitely it's a trap. definitely a trap. <laughs> it's for sure a trap. There's, there's. We Something's not right here. No. I don't trust it. I don't know. It's yeah. What's happening? I have no Stuff idea. Stuff never supposed to go our way like this. I'm it's just crazy. gonna have to have another mimosa right now. I'm on my nerves. I think I'm you now, should have that mimosa, and then I we'll was calm when we started this. I'm not calm anymore. <laughs> I'm not calm. My butt is fully clenched. I need to. I need to go walk outside well, or something. Have a couple mimosas, unclench, uh, and we will go ahead and. Get ready to watch the match here. And when we come back, we'll talk about what happened, we'll guys. We'll talk about what happened. Oh, <gasps> it's going to be a good one. Anticipation.
intuition, man, listen, I glisten like sun and water while fishing. Bust the move and it's worth. Serve words with nerve embedded. I said it word, damn, you nerd, man, you heard. Coming from the town of Illy and alleys are full of fillies and rallies. Suckers get silly and sally, them found alleys and rally. Really? So here we go. Now holla if you hear me, though. Come and feel me. Flow. Never mixing with tricking brothers, bitching over fixes that ain't fitting to be hitting for nothing. Spitting things is bitten and getting written off. You're like a Yo. What up? You guys. You guys. Do you like beer? Uh, yes. Well, I know Kelly likes beer. <laughs> Do you like breweries? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, duh, right? Right, if right. If you like beer, you have to like breweries. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, they go together. <laughs> well, they go to- we have an awesome, awesome promotion for you guys. The, the sickest promotion, guys. We have the part- sickest. We have partnered with the Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta's only hop-on, hop-off brewery shuttle service. The only one. There is literally no other shuttle. I mean, there might be a, uh, a guy, like an Uber driver, that say he could drive you places. Yeah. but uh, I don't know if you want to get in that car. <laughs> it's kind of expensive. <laughs> it does. It could smell I mean, like cigarettes. You-, you don't know. Yeah, yeah no, but when you when you really consider it, you're, you're you're riding between seven breweries, one cidery, a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15. If you try to do that with an Uber or a Lyft, I mean, you're paying almost $100 yeah, for the day. Yeah, and it's not advisable to try and do it yourself because if you are by yourself, that means you're drinking. Yeah. You don't want to be drinking and driving. If you're no. with a friend, you don't want to put that friend in the spot. Yeah, don't draw, do that. You don't want to draw straws and figure out, okay, well, now who only gets to, to not drink at the rest of the breweries? Obviously, Doug. Right. Doug has to. J- Doug's always yeah. a DD. Doug and, and Ben. Screw that Ben, ben guy. God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Avoid the expensive uh, uh, Uber and Lyft rides. Avoid, yeah. you know, driving... Having- or having to find the places on a map with or, like ways. Yeah. And you know, take all the work out of it. Nobody wants to do any of that. Take all the work out of it. You could basically sit in the bus and just tweet the entire time. Yeah. Get on the bus. Or post selfies. Like Kelly said. Yeah. They go to seven breweries. Seven one breweries. cidery and a distillery and even a Marta station for only $15 a day, guys. Not only that, but you also get to hang out on the bus with the beer nerds. Like, they have guys on the bus telling you... All you want to know about every brewery you're about to go to, the beers that they're serving, and even new things that we've got coming out. I mean, who doesn't want to know that? Sit back, relax, enjoy whatever music the driver puts on. Maybe you'll learn some new songs. Yeah. Okay? Get to know a beer nerd. Despacito. Get all the knowledge ahead of time before you get to the brewery so you don't have to worry about it. You can just, you just get off the drinking. bus. Start drinking. That's what this whole thing is You don't have for. to get off the bus like some of these other tours and have to deal with some guy giving you the tour and the rundown. You already know. You just get the highlights. You get to know what's new. Maybe you've been to some of these breweries before. Yeah. You could just... It's Don't like worry a, about it's it. It's like a fast pass. Absolutely. For like, for like all those amusement parks. So why is this a big deal? Why is this a big deal, guys? Because unrelegated listeners like you yeah. get $5 off daily $5 passes. $5 off. Dude, with, that's yeah. That's one third the price. That's a third of the price. And all you have to do is use our promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. UNREL. You got it. UNREL. I mean, yes. it's easy to spell. And yeah. it rhymes. Yeah, and it rhymes. <laughs> and the offer is good for Fridays or Sundays only. And there's, you know, a limit. One per person. That's, I mean, that's standard. I mean, guys, it's only fifteen dollars a piece, yeah. so you're taking five dollars off of that. You yeah. know, sure, you can't you, you can't go on a on a Friday and then use it on that same Sunday. Yeah, but that's you can't cool. combine it with other offers, but that's typical. You should be getting all the yeah. breweries in on that one day, anyways. Yeah, so it shouldn't matter. So you're pound it for one day, <laughs> straight pounding. So let's recap it. <laughs> No Uber, no Lyft rides. It's only fifteen dollars per day. Beer but, nerds. But if you use the code Unrel, yeah, it's only ten bucks. Only ten dollars. 
years, guys. That's insane. So that is insane. Go to the website, pick a Friday or a Sunday, use the code, get your discount. Yeah. It's Atlanta Beer Bus, guys. ATL Beer Bus. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at ATL Beer Bus. And you can find it at AtlantaBeerBus.com for more information, guys. Atlanta Beer Bus. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. I know that it ain't easy, but I guess you try to please me. Am I getting your attention with the opposite of affection? Oh. And I guess I wanna leave. Oh, wait, patience. You said, oh, wait, I found you latching on. Guess you wanna leave Oh wait, stationary Oh wait, I guess I'm latching on So I don't have to see anything else other than my laptop. I've got a hoodie back on. I am stuck on in, in like the very end of a green leather couch, swollen, swollen, sorry, sunken, <laughs> sunken and depressed. And like, what is life? I don't want to finish the rest of this day. Can we just ignore that this happened? This honestly hurts as much as Houston hurt to me. And that's just like me being honest. Yeah. It, it hurt. This game hurt. This game hurt so bad. It hurt so bad. Like why did it hurt so bad? This is a team into my heart, and then like just. Why did it hurt so bad? Because this is a team that we knew that it was going to be very difficult to beat. They got our number. There's nothing to indicate other than the fact that maybe we were given some hope because BWP was out and Tyler Adams. That that maybe that will give us an, a little bit of an edge. But the the only people there were very few people talking about Atlanta being, or New York being the underdog. I mean, I know that's a narrative that was spread by seeing Red New York saying that right. they'll be happy to be the underdog. I don't know what he's saying they're the underdog. They've had our number all season. How are they the underdog? So to me, you know, it, it sucks really bad. And, you know, we had an opportunity and you could say that we, uh, we squandered it. Right. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I don't we've even been know criticized what team we for, saw, to be honest. for not being able to, in the moments, big games, be able to come through because yeah, you're and it plays this, into that narrative you're right? looking at this and you're thinking we get to them what in the playoffs and we're we're down to just us and the red bulls on who makes the mls cup and we gotta face the red bulls again that's the last team i want to face yeah play the last team i want to face the playoffs are a scary business um, i've lost my voice i'm so <laughs> upset like they're the last team i want to face we have we have done nothing tactically that has ever come to close to countering what the rebels do to us every game. And I don't, I don't know how to beat them. I literally look at, I don't think Tata knows. I don't think Tata knows how to beat them either. And it's frustrating. And it's, it's, we're, we're too like 
we're two like teams that are going against each other. And for some reason, we cannot figure out how to beat ourselves, honestly, is what it feels like we're well, doing. Well, we don't play a high press like they do, you know, not we, this we year. We do in some games, but, yes. But but, I think at the end of the day, okay, and by the way, 2 nothing. it could have been 4 nothing. I mean... Uh, and honestly, we could have had one on the board too, though. <laughs> like, if we want to get down Yippity to the fucking do <laughs> Okay, 4-1 then. But, like, either way, what I'm saying is that we could it could have been even more embarrassing. Um, they could have, yeah. And uh, we, we, the first half, the first 10 minutes, couldn't get out of our own half, which I expected to some extent. I thought we could have, would be able to have figured out how to absorb the pressure at that point and get out. Look, 10 uh, minutes in, Miggy should have had a goal. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, that would have been nice because we knew we were going to get very few chances against this Red Bull we side. We knew we were a countering team with this. Yeah. And, and, and minute 10, Miggy had a perfect breakaway. In which he could have just chipped it over Robles, but he didn't. Yeah, he just dribbled right into him. I don't know what that was about. I know he had some pressure from the field. Maybe he was waiting for a touch from the back so he could go down. I don't know. But either way, that was uh, probably our biggest opportunity was early on in the game. That could have been a game changer, uh, potentially, uh, right. because I don't know if we've ever played the Red Bulls a goal up. Have we? Maybe. No, I, we've, I, never, I, we've never led the Red Bulls. I have Bulls. to go look back. Not that I remember. Um, either way, could not get out of our own half. Uh, it looked like... Armis implemented Marsh's old, like, full high press. Full. Uh, 1v1 on every... 1v1 every, everywhere, uh, all over the field. Back we had. Um, on the 17-minute, we had a breakaway finally on the right uh, where Miggy, you know, crossed it into the top of the box, but it was cleared. Um, you know, it, it just... The first half was all New York Red Bulls all the time. Can we also uh, talk about that, that stupid PK that they ruled was a PK and then... This is the way VAR should work, honestly. Is it's, it's very clear that that was not a PK. And I love the fact that, that he didn't even go. You're talking about when Moyle gets the ball over the top. Correct. And Guzan uh, tackles right. him but and gets both hands on they, the ball. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, the center ref, I can't remember what his name was, but he didn't even go back to look at the video because it was very clear and obvious that it was not a PK. I wonder, if, linesman, I wonder if a linesman told him that it was – uh, they overturned it, but without they going to VAR. Way. No, because they don't need um, to. It was very clear and obvious it wasn't a PK. Yeah, and that just kind of defined how the day was going to go because uh, it wasn't more than like six minutes later. Uh, the goal that was not disallowed uh, was uh, called. Or I'm sorry, it was called goal that was called offside from a free kick. Um, Eric Long headed it to Parker on the far post. Parker was just offside, so we right. had, they had another goal. Um, Which, by the way. E the or ES this goal disallowed, disallowed essentially. The ESPN narrative of this was the entire the entire game, the ESPN narrative, was that the Red Bulls were getting everything called against them. Which Tinfoil hat time. You put are we put on the tinfoil hats? It is the tinfoil hat. Okay. Because that's that's utter bullshit. It is literally utter bullshit. There are so many calls that were fouls that should have been called to our players that were not getting called because we weren't diving, we weren't making a clear and obvious, oh, we got hit. We didn't get anything called. Their players would go down at the slightest of touch, and it was being called. I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying this is like a conspiracy thing. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that the, the fact that the the narrative that Taylor the went, commentating was a little annoying at times. It was very yeah. annoying at times. Yeah. It seemed one one sided. But and it's always annoying when you're losing. <laughs> correct. Correct. And honestly, there was nothing that we did to to change the narrative of the. That's true. I mean, That's you know, very, very apparent. But they had the, a lot of time to explore where Tata's yeah. going and yeah. all these things that just kind of kept poking and jabbing you in the and side look, while you're you know watching what? us while you're already just 
you know, frustrated with how the match is going to begin Look, with. The, the handball by, by McCann very obviously was a handball by McCann. I mean, it it could have been right, deemed uh, as somebody that's like trying to literally stretch his body out and you're talking about the the, is, the actual goal. The so actual, later, yeah, the actual PK that they got. Yeah, and so uh, you know, McCann was just trying to make a play, and the way that he was diving for the ball with his, you know, kicking his foot out. Your yeah. arms are going to do that naturally, and it was just a bad luck. Right. Uh, the ball hit his hand, but it's a clear um, right. handball, even though it wasn't intentional to me. Um, his hand is way up in the air. His hand is in the air, um, and, and that's yeah, what it is. And, and that's it. 1-0, Royer's Royer converts. always going to put that PK away, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, and then it just got worse. Gressel got a yellow card, which, which I don't but, know why. No, I don't uh, know why either. Kamar you know slid his leg underneath Gressel's Correct. foot, which was maybe like, what, three inches off the ground. And Correct. Taylor Twom is like, studs up, studs up. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? It's, like he it's just not at all. He, he stepped on part of his ankle because uh, Lawrence slid underneath his foot. Not only that, but uh, I was looking on Twitter, and I can't remember who said it. I think it was either... Uh, Longshore or um, I I still can't remember Doug maybe, but basically after Gressel got his yellow card, he looked towards his team and yelled, "Come on, guys!" And then uh, also when uh, Kamar Lawrence walked right back on the field, yeah, magic spray. He, Gressel gave him a big thumbs up and said, "Good job." Yeah, magic spray walked off the field for half a second and was allowed to come on even oh, though he was sure. down for like two minutes because he was he had his ankle was so obviously some broken. of that inconsistency there uh when it's it, just ridiculous halftime was a relief uh to be quite honest it was utter torture watching that first half we couldn't even get i out of had to change what i was wearing <laughs> i had to get a new drink i had to change my hat to another direction i like i changed everything yeah. that i could possibly have changed not that that has anything to do with me but like there's that whole like ju the juju thing right yeah. you don't want you want to try and figure out all the shit I don't believe in, right? Yeah, <laughs> things that I do, but you obviously don't. No, I believe in in playing well and good tactics. Uh, at, but when we came back, at Chris Armis, we saw him kind of fall back onto some of the tactics he's been displaying over the last four or five games, where yes. he is conceding possession more when they are in the lead. Yep. Uh, and and this is what fr I think the second half frustra frustrated me more because they conceded us possession. We were allowed to maintain possession, Correct. but yet we would still hold on to the ball for two, three touches, which we know they're going to have two or three guys around us at that point. Right. And it just seemed like we were playing too slowly at that point. We had lost confidence. They were in our head, and it became more of a mental thing at that point because we just were not playing like – we normally play when we have possession, and, and it just didn't make any sense. I mean, we had a number of occasions. Joseph to Miggy skies it uh, because, you know, but Joseph's offside anyways. Any You know, Miggy to Gressel for a chance, deflected out. Barco to Gressel, uh, pops off Barco's foot, goes to Tito's, shots blocked. We started to see us get in and around the box, but it didn't matter because we were giving the ball away needlessly. Our, our final ball wasn't good. We were still not winning the second balls, and – you know, when New York would get into our half, although they didn't have much possession, they still looked very dangerous. Kaku was just straight up clowning us on that right side. You know, our guys were just looked completely fooled. And ultimately, that's what, you know, we, we ended up having, they ended up scoring another goal because yeah. of bad defending because we ended up giving them so much space. LGP came out way too late at that point. You know, it was a foregone conclusion at that point. I saw it yeah. happen in front of me like slow motion that they were going to score that second goal. And then... As you said, I remember when they took uh, Yosef off of Vasquez, you immediately said, oh, we're waving the white flag. Well, yeah, what is that? I mean, what, I mean, I understand Joseph wasn't seeing the ball much, 
much like we took Nagby off for Barco, who wasn't seeing the ball. Nagby wasn't seeing the ball at all. I don't know if it was it was a play on like that Joseph was being covered too much, and they wanted another striker in there that wasn't going to have pull may as just much. Been as simple I, as he's not getting the ball. I, I don't would, know. I honestly. But he's also our biggest playmaker. Yeah, he is. He honestly is, and he was you never also know he, he was dropping special. he was dropping back to midfield to gain possession of of the ball, and he did that actually quite frequently and very well. Yeah. So it was a it was a feeling that I had that like there are certain people that I would have taken off prior to Joseph, but once again we are not Tata Martino, so we don't make those decisions. Yeah. But you you also have you know you had chances from us, right? So you had a you had in the 78th minute you had the blocked cross from Tito. Right. Yeah. And then you had the uh, blocked PK. Well, that was on the other side. I mean, you know, uh, Rometty was turning away from the ball. Right. Uh, I don't think ordinarily this would ever get called as a handball. It should not have been called as a handball. But it's, but it's one of those things where, because of how fuzzy the handball rule is, I think it's difficult for VAR to say something's not clear and obvious. So they obviously told told the ref this is not clear and obvious so the PK stood thank goodness Guzan turned up big and it was right. a so-so penalty which by the way I think this and is he the was first able to block PK it. that Guzan has saved yeah so it could have been season. three right there yeah um luckily I thought uh fate you know we got some karma back because I, th- I didn't think that was a handball I didn't think it was a handball but, at that, but that point you know uh it and was the Vasquez, game's over at that point oh yeah for sure Vasquez had a chance but he was offside in the 89th minute and then the one thing that literally I mean there's I want to see this back because it looked like a PK. It was Mickey a PK. looked like he was just bulldozed in the box. It was a PK. It was a PK. And then Taylor told us, well, maybe the ball was too far away from no, him. What the fuck are you talking it about? Matter. He was completely Long just completely bulldozed him. Taylor. Like a body check. Taylor, hockey. Okay. Here's here's a problem that I have with saying the ball was too far away from Miggy for that to be called a penalty is because here's the fact. Miggy is probably one of the fastest people we have on our team with the ball and without the ball. Miggy would have gotten to that ball. But either way, it, either even way, if he was far away he from was the ball, are you allowed to body check, like slam someone like that Apparently off the ball? Apparently it doesn't matter. That's a foul. A foul is a foul wherever the ball is. So it, it, it did, Look, yeah. it should have been a PK. There are actually a couple of times in this match where the, the call was pretty much obvious that it should have gone in our way, and it didn't. There are many times... I mean, there were no, a few. No, 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 no. There are many times with the sideline refs that the ball was clearly hit out by Red Bulls and was still given to them as possession. Oh, so but you the handball... I mean, that shit... No, no, I'm not even saying a fucking handball right now. Not the I'm handball, saying the, the actual the, sideline. The throw-ins are always a ta- like stupid. Like, it it, isn't... It's, it's soccer. Like, you don't win the the, 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 the throw-ins all the time. But... It, but if we do get a throw in, it didn't fucking matter because the throw-ins were terrible anyways. The entire game we was terrible. The, we would I'm sit there and throw that. the ball right to them. Jay, I'm not doubting that. We played we played poorly. This team was not the team we expected to come out today for against New York Red Bulls. It's not the team we wanted to come out today against New York Red Bulls. But you have to also concede the fact that some of the calls that were made by the some refs the were, were shitty. You were making it sound like it's like the whole game. I'm not game. saying the entire fucking game. I'm just saying some of the calls that were made by the refs were shitty. Yeah. Especially, especially the no PK call that was against Miggy. Yeah, that was... that. That's bullshit. I don't understand how I'm that didn't sorry, go to VAR. I'm sorry, MLS. Like, that's fucking bullshit. I guess because it's not a red card, so they can't... So that's it doesn't even matter whether it's not it's even a red reviewable. card or not. It's not reviewable. It's a PK. I understand that, but it's not reviewable by VAR. So How is that not reviewable by VAR? Because it has to be a red card 
to uh, foul. Uh, clear and obvious. No, 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 no. Clear and obvious is if a foul was called, and then they can look to overturn it if that, it was but clear that, and obvious. That's there him was denying no foul a goal. Call. There was no foul. That's him call. denying a There's goal. There's no, no de denial of goal VAR rule. That's not how VAR works. So I'm what I'm all I'm saying is that it, it can't go to VAR because it's a non-call and it's not a potential red card. Right. If anything, maybe a yellow. And so we're screwed out of it because it's not going to get re-reviewed by anybody. Um, if we look back, let's let's read some of the tweets that. Uh, well, hold on. Hold on. Do you want to talk about Tata not shaking Armis's hand? Well, yeah, we can. We can do that. I was going to uh, read some tweets first, but we can do it we the other way around. That doesn't matter. I so uh, uh, so basically, uh, Joe Patrick had a tweet said that uh, talking about after the game. Uh, the fact that it looked like Tata did not shake Chris Armas's hand. He said, I can't imagine Tata was pleased with the way Armas was gesturing to the crowd there. He shook the rest of the New York Red Bulls staff's hands. And Jason Longshore said that Armas started uh, by gesturing to the fans behind him. As he was turning around, he finished by gesturing to the crowd while staring directly at Atlanta's technical area. It was definitely noticed. So some not uh, not a lot of class shown by Chris Armas, and then he expects Tata to shake his hand. No. To, to Tata's credit, he at least gave him a pat on the back so he didn't completely shun, shun him, him and off, walk yeah. away. But, you know, what do you expect, bro? I mean, what do, you, what do you expect when you clearly are giving disrespect to another world-class coach or the only world-class coach on just, that pitch? Just, just fucking childish. Just, it's you know. bullshit. It, I'm, I don't... I'm trying to cuss less. I don't know why. What are you fucking talking I about? I don't know why. I don't know why I'm trying to do this, but I'm trying Wait, to... Did you just make this up today? You woke up this morning? No, it's a thing that I've been trying to do, and I'm clearly failing miserably at it. Look, Our listeners deserve your cussing. I'm so sorry. All right, so let's get into the tweets. All right, so at the end of the match, we were so frustrated. We were like, I don't know how we can talk about this for however long we're going to talk about this. I'm distraught. Jay's mad. Uh, we said, give us your thoughts on the result, um, and we'll hash through them on some of the pod, and, which drops tomorrow, obviously, which being tomorrow. Anyway, Good job, Kelly. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, Cacus Berkeley at uh, Come and, and Get It, get it, zero it one. Zero 01 said, so McCann can't be a left-back option anymore. If we don't win a championship with this team, we may never win a championship. If Tata leaves, who replaces him as a coach? Also not sure if it will if I will be mad slash upset if he leaves. A lot of emotions going on There's a on lot there. of things that are said in that. I honestly, and with the McCann thing, I thought Bella should have come on at halftime. I thought that as, as McCann was giving some defensive outlet to us, I didn't think he was giving enough forward. So I would have liked to have seen the options that Bello could have given us. Creativity. Creativity. I can't. <laughs> creatively? Thank you. Creatively. <laughs> oh, my God. Creatively Slow down, Kelly. Forward. I can't. My mind is raising 100,000 minutes uh, a second. So um, creatively, Bar uh, Bello could have given us more going forward. On, on the left side. And I felt like yeah. he could have held himself uh, defensively against who he was. Other going than the handball, I don't know if McCann had anything to do with any of the goals. And to he be didn't. honest, uh, you know, outside of maybe a chance where he had a cross that went a little over, everybody was mishitting crosses. Everybody was. Uh, Russell passing had a poor game. Larry and, had a poor game. And uh, it, it's not so much that I believe that Bello would have 
done something extremely better, but at the same time, he couldn't have been any worse. This is also this is also the game where you have like nothing to lose. You have what do you no- mean we have nothing to lose? You just said that this is the game of the we lifetime that we just lose, lost, and we have nothing to lose. Oh at my the same god! Time. Give me a but break. But at that point we in time, were, if if that Miggy penalty went in, we're still in the game. I mean, I know it's the ninety third minute, but like this, it was two nothing. It wasn't five nothing. It felt like that, but we were still in. We could have, if we played like we could play, we could have still been in this game in that second half. You know, there were opportunities. We were starting to get some ground, and I just, I, I don't know. I mean, sure, at I, 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 I agree that Bello couldn't have done any more harm. He could. I don't know how much better he would have done either. And you don't know, but you don't know unless you try. But the, and the honestly, subs that were like- used, I think, were. You know, I, I, I'm unsure about the Joseph one. I'm on the fence. The Nagby one made total sense. Nagby um, one made total sense and, also, And yes. to be honest, I'm surprised Gressley had taken out because, I mean, if he was already on a yellow card. Correct. Um, uh, yeah, but a lot of people are talking about McCann right now. Um, Gustavo, uh, our good friend in Argentina at uh, Godaro underscore AR, said we lost a foreseeable match. It was foreseeable uh, that we lost but, this. Uh, but remains three more uh, finals or games to win. Uh, the stress ride begins, and I like it. He is but soaking this in. He's I'm injecting it into his veins to I'm get himself like hyped it. up for the rest I'm of the season, I'm glad guys. you like it. Here's what I don't like about this, because it's now basically, depending on how we play the next few games, this is literally going to come down to us beating Toronto at home. Potentially. No. If New York I, wins all their games. I, do you know who they're playing against? Chicago, yeah, Philadelphia. Who, who just be LAFC, by the way. Philadelphia, who is on a hot streak. That's fine. I mean, they're not playing they, they or, Orlando. Orlando. You know what I'm saying? They're like, playing Orlando for their last match. So what? Well, we should have it done and dusted by then. Well, done should and we though? Yeah, I think really? they're going to. I think they're going to drop points. Okay. I think they're going to drop points. I, 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 I honestly want to subscribe to that. that I don't understand how up. everybody's so positive going into this, and now all of a sudden the sky is fucking falling. When, when everybody was so pumped and jacked that we were, you know, on top of the world, we're going to clinch this Porter Shield. Now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're oh my god, it's not going to happen. Get the fuck out of here. We never, we never. This was never a given. This game going away to Red Bull Arena against the second place team that's had our fucking number the whole time. Like I don't know what fantasy land people were living in. If all of a sudden. They've gone from, we have this, to, no, we don't. Maybe you should have never been, we're going to get this to begin with. Maybe you should have been more, you know, I mean, even keeled about this. Because who said that we were ever going to go in there and fucking slosh around and pull three points from New York Red Bulls? Regardless of whether they're missing uh, BWP and, and Tyler Adams. This it's team knows how game. to press us. No, they, they know mean. how to beat us. They know how to beat us. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, this is not a foregone conclusion. Nothing is. And if anything, it makes the Supporter Shield race more exciting. Um, sure. I would. I, think, I would actually yeah, prefer to not be excited. Am I pissed the fuck excited, off that but... we missed this opportunity? But am I surprised? No. Am I surprised that it looked like we could have gotten shaken off the field four nil? Yeah, that surprised me a bit. But I think if we go look back at this in the second half, we had opportunities. I think we could say that this could have been a two one game too. Like we, you said before, four one. You know, it could have been four one. Maybe it could have been two one. Whatever. It could have been a lot of things. But at the same time. We got to figure some stuff out, like you said. If we play them in the playoffs, we got to figure this stuff out. We have to. Let's go on to some next uh, tweets because right, we're, so we're rambling. At I this know. Point. Andrew Freeman at Andrew ATL twenty four said Bello should have come on in for McCann and should be the starter until Garza is back. Tito was garbage today. Joseph worked the hardest of anyone. We are weak to the press. San Jose did it to us too, and still have yet to beat another elite team. That playoff team stat is misleading. Uh Yes and no on most of this stuff. Jose uh, San Jose definitely did press us. We definitely Who, held our. Whose tweet are you reading? 
Andrews. I don't even. Oh, that's way down. I'm, I'm reacting. That's way down than what I see. I see two more before that. Okay. Sorry. Go that's ahead. It's okay. Andrew Freeman. Uh, that's who I'm responding to. Um, I I agree with you on the bellow. Uh, we not all of us maybe might agree on that, but I definitely agree on the bellow. Um, Gars is not going to be back until mid October at least. We don't he'll, know. He'll start. We don't know. We don't know. He'll probably yeah. start training this he, upcoming week, but I don't see him back. Maybe we see him, see him on, as a sub in, um, maybe on, on Saturday Who because knows? we saw what they did with Nagby, so it's a possibility. At the end of the day, sure. we, I mean, T- he's not, right on pretty much every point here. Yeah, he is. Tito was not great, uh, but there are a lot of other people that weren't great. The, Gressel wasn't great. Miggy had some <laughs> off passes. I mean, you're going to name all eleven people, Kelly. Is what you're going to end up doing? I can actually. You want so me to I mean, the full it, lineup. I can. At the end of the day, we have to do better, and we've we've got to figure this out, especially if we. We think we might end up making it far enough in the playoffs where if you know we play uh, play the Red Bulls again uh, in like the Eastern Conference Final or something. All right, so go ahead, and the next one. Um, so the next one that I see is from JP at JRP twenty six BC. The biggest problem of the day? No, it wasn't McCann. It was that no one showed up to play. Too much walking and too much errant passes. How often do you see the team turn over the ball in the opposing six yard box and watch the team freely clear it without moving toward them? I like where you're going with that. This is a failure across the board. Yeah, our defense was. Yeah. What's what's next? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to um, do you want me to go on my timeline or just pull another one up? Because I I'm just reading the thread first. Well, apparently our threads are reading differently. So I'm looking at ATL trains. OK, that's way down. OK, uh, which. Um, yep. I know how this is going to go without drawing the ire of the players, wives, etc. Two players should have been benched. We lost to an under strength team not good yeah i mean by all means their two best players were out so you could definitely say they were under strength um and it's like if and that's that's the toughest pill to swallow is if we can't beat a team without bwp and tyler adams how are we supposed to beat a full strength beat um uh, red Red bulls yeah um the next one that uh i see is from ghost malone at thought marker he said tata has made the same mistake four times in a row thinking that his system uh, and players can beat the best and most aggressive press in the league without adjusting. Fair, fair play. Fair play. Fair play. Carlos Rangel at Carangel 2014 said, "Personally, I think this game is proof that Lorentowitz doesn't need to be a part of the back three. I kind of miss Escobar running up and down the right side of the field. I agree. I mean, it's tough. Uh, maybe in the high press, anyways, uh, where where we play that formation." That formation worked beautifully against RSL. Uh, struggled against the high press, and uh, you wonder if if you know we playing a back four would have done something differently. I don't know. I'm not a tactics genius. I leave that stuff to Joe Patrick and Josh Bagaransky and all the smart people. But yeah, it would have been interesting to see if we if we switch things up at halftime defensively. But at the same time, it seemed like. We were given all the chances offensively, and we just take it didn't take advantage of it in the second half. So I don't know, I don't know. Uh, the The problem seems to be on both ends of the ends of the pitch. Um, uh, Crypto King says this game needed some bellow. Yes, that's yes. a theme we're hearing. Yes, it uh, did. <laughs> and then we've got Midge at Midge for VT Hokies, and it's just the shit emoji. Yes, a yep. big pile of poop. Big pile of poop. I'm right with you there. Yep. Uh, Bill says, big fat F. Yep. And then Ed Million said, poor handling of the press in the first half, but I'm not convinced Tata wasn't holding back the real plan A versus knowing we will probably see them in the Eastern Finals. So Ed's saying that, uh, you know what, uh, Tata was just playing uh, a, a long game here, 
and didn't want to show all his cards yet, even if it meant losing. That's an interesting theory. It's an interesting theory. I would borderline tinfoil hat, Ed. But correct, I'm, correct. But not quite too far out there. It's not uh, to believe either. I'm curious to hear what other listeners end up thinking of that as well. Brian Reynolds at Falcons Rule 17 uh, says we've thrown this entire season in the trash can by this one game. This is almost peak Atlanta sports. And I can understand emotionally how it feels like that because, as you said, Kelly, this means now we're going to have to come down to the wire potentially. Correct. It could potentially mean that we have to win all three of our matches to Correct. clinch the supporter shield. Correct. But at the same time, we still are looking at the CONCACAF Champions League. We just need one more uh, win uh, or two yeah. draws to – well, and we don't even look at it that way. But, yeah, one more win and boom, we can clinch it uh, at sure. home. And if Red Bulls drop points in the next couple games, we can still clinch it against Chicago if we beat New England and Chicago and Red Bulls drop points. So we could still clinch it at home. But, yeah, it's uh, it's something that we are now going to have to you know what? You stress know what about, is, you know what this as, is as Gustavo said, for the rest of the season. You know what this this game has literally made me do? Uh, I don't know. Are you going to wait for it? Uh, I'm going to support Orlando at the end of the se- at the end of the season. We are going to be rooting for Orlando to beat uh, I am going Red to be Bulls, aren't rooting we? For Orlando so bad. Yeah. At the end of their season, I want Orlando <laughs> to fuck them up. And I'm breaking oh, my rule. Fuck them up, Orlando. Oh, thank you. Because there is nothing I would love more than them to walk into that game thinking that that's a, a winner and them get screwed. Yeah. I would love it. Listen, Orlando, this is- please. Do the do that one thing. For As we us. saw in the matches this past week, it was not uh, uh, great for road teams. Period. Uh, peak MLS, a uh, lot of crazy results, and that could still happen to anybody. Red Bulls could could lose anybody. We could lose anybody. Nothing is a given at this point, and uh, that not- raises. The stakes, guys. Uh, Josh had a great tweet. Josh Bagiranski, good friend of the pod from Miles of South Podcast. He said, listen, guys, I've mentioned this on Miles of South Podcast. Atlanta United have the most wins against the playoff teams. Quote, end quote, stat is highly misleading and lacks perspective. We talked a little bit about that a week or two ago, how the fact is that Bobby Warshaw says we've beaten eight teams that are in playoff right. contention today. Uh, Josh goes on to say to say against the top two in each conference, we are 0-4, guys. Against the top three, we're 1-4-2, and two, only beating Columbus. Montreal is, uh, you know, great. It won't uh, win you the MLS Cup, and he has a great point there. You know, uh, at the end of the day, if you can't beat the top teams, but at the same time, they're the top teams for to, for. A reason. They are, they are. You know, they're not going to roll over for us. All right. So, uh, Doug Robertson actually just tweeted. He said, Martino and Almiron and Armas were arguing, uh, were starting to argue at the after the game. He moved to pull away Almiron. Tata did. Said, uh, Martino said he didn't know what they were arguing about. And then Martino also said, I like coaches with a low profile. Um, Armas was, and then uh, Doug said Armas was clop like in encouraging the crowd near the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tata didn't like it. Tata was not which is for his it. prerogative. Uh, it's his prerogative. Yep. And don't start arguing with one of his players because he will back his player. I would imagine it has more to do with that than the probably uh, than, than anything else. Uh, the fact that he's talking to any of his players. Um, you know, talk to your own players. Let your own players deal. You know, hash stuff out. Um. This brought something interesting when we talk about McCann and Bellow. Um, Gaynor McCann is very active on Twitter, and she was especially active during this match. Uh, she tweeted out that, quote-unquote, the last time I watch a game in a, quote-unquote, supporters bar, continuously 
Slating a player when it's pretty obvious that his wife and kid are sat in front of you is low. Have an opinion, no problem, but keep it to yourself. She then went proceeded to go home, tweet pictures of herself at home saying this is much better, then continues to tweet, doesn't let it go, says, although not sure why I'm bothered, the said fan earlier said, so what happens if it's 1-1? Does it go to a shootout? Hashtag clueless, making fun of the fan for not apparently not understanding how the match or soccer works. Uh, and then uh, proceeded to call out other people on social media who were apparently subtweeting her, not mentioning her, not bringing her into the conversation, but she decided to quote tweet them and, uh, and call attention to herself, saying that uh, it was fine if people wanted to mention or at her. Uh, no problem. So this is something that we don't see that much in American soccer. I think we see this somewhat with like Dwyer's wife, but she's also a player. She stands up for her man. Well, you know, and Gaynor is that kind of, you know, wife. She stands up for her, for her man. She stands up. And so she has a right to be vocal and have an opinion. But what this is interesting is uh, it's a little questionable. I have uh, some questions about it. When you start to throw shade at other supporters uh, of the team that support you and your husband, and granted, we weren't there. We don't know what was said, and she appears to be calling maybe one fan out, but the quote-unquote, you know, use of the quote supporters bar, I guess she's saying she's not getting much support there. If a spouse or a relative of a player thinks that by going to a bar of supporters that we should somehow behave differently than we normally would or not or hold our reactions and not, you know, get emotional and, you know, say things like we do and we have to all check ourselves on behalf of Queen Gaynor, that seems a little much to me. So uh, great that you are allowed to have your opinion on Twitter, but don't have your opinion in a supporters bar in the heat of a match, supporters, because that's a no-no because you should respect the fact that Queen Gaynor is there. So that's, that's how it comes off to me. Now, I wasn't there, uh, so I'll leave it at that. I'm curious what our listeners think. But it is interesting, and I think it's – listen, I will give her credit, though. I like her don't-give-a-fuck attitude and the fact that she comes out and she doesn't give a shit. Like, she will speak her mind, and so you got to give her credit for that. But if you think that people – I have to sit here or any other people have to sit there and agree with it while you're throwing shade at other supporters in the process of trying to direct it to maybe one person, maybe you should go about it a little different way, or maybe you should say something directly to that person's face and leave it at that. But if you're going to throw shade at an entire supporter's bar – or, or a whole situation and act like come off like you should that everybody should change the way they behave when you come in it just doesn't sit well with me so it is what it is uh you know she makes for great entertainment on twitter <laughs> if you want to follow her she's at underscore gaynor mccann and she's actually really funny she uh, has some funny tweets and stuff and she stands up for her man that's for sure she does um i i have no opinion on it uh, that i want to say uh, on a podcast but I will say that um look I've I've played sports all my life I've I've been a player I've been a fan I've been the I'm not a spouse but like I've been supportive of somebody playing a game and I've heard things that have been said about the person I'm supporting or I've heard things that have been said about me and like sports is a very decisive opinionated world people are going to have opinions whether fans or not are going to fan we say fan it on this podcast people can fan how they want to fan yeah it's look, like if the person was pointing to her and saying and saying something rude directly to her then that's inappropriate but that's not what she was saying she's saying this person saying something about 
her husband McCann, the player at right. the time. Right. We like we like we said, we and don't we know what there. we do not know what happened. We were not there. We were not at the same no, establishment we that she was. But she's calling I, it out. So I I just particularly know that I myself have been been called things as a player. Yeah. I myself have seen other players been called things. Were you it's paid sports, it's very five hundred thousand dollars to be no, a I left wasn't. back? No, actually, I would really like that. So if <laughs> so anybody I mean, wants to give me a professional sports team whose to, husband has been playing in, in to, sports, playing uh, yeah. in England, England yeah. with, uh, with, by the way, the press has there's, been very good to no her. There's no way our, her our, our fans are worse than England fans. Than England fans or uh, the press. All I want is a little fucking gratitude. That's all I'm saying. But at the same time, give that to you. at the same time, I respect your ability to tweet your it's, opinions. It's her opinion. So it is sure. what it is. I would have loved to have been there to see what really happened. I really, well, I we, may, we may never know. But uh, look, e- either either side of this is is not right and either side of this is not wrong. So it's we can't we can't fully judge what's happening. Hit us up. Let us know your opinion because yeah. uh it is it is definitely entertaining at the least. So uh that is that is that for uh the sort of recap of the match and all of the shenanigans that went on. It's been a crazy match, as you can see. Players, fans, coaches not shaking hands, and even players' spouses getting involved in on the action with their opinions of today's events. So uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about, yo, where we at? still here i don't know how or why i'm still here <laughs> we're both but back apparently i've agreed to stay here despite my best efforts to leave jay has dragged me by my feet back to the couch gaynor mccann's account is private between the time okay, we talked jay. about this i'm sorry i just uh, i'm just saying that, that, i didn't want to bring it up to begin I'm with just, uh, and, and by the way it's not because i don't think I've, i haven't seen her getting abused by the way i think um most there, people no, most, most people have people been very, very supportive very cordial about it or if they disagree with her it was very uh, court like it was a very uh, yes. respectful way of it's disagreeing like Rob disagree. yes. and and then they've gotten lots of support like come to my watch party which is interesting honestly <laughs> I, I've, I've never been to a watch party I'm gonna say this right now I've never been to a watch party where players spouses have showed up well not even that I'm it's where players were not talked about in a certain way people get mad People get mad. They say things in the moment. And they're allowed to say things there sports. because there's nobody around that's like judging on what they're saying because it's a supportive 
environment. Which, which is why I, I smell a bit angry. of entitlement if you think that you're going to show up and all of a sudden no, people are going to change their behavior. Not, that's not. That they're going to change their behavior. But anyways, we don't know what happened. Again, disclaimer. Honestly, <laughs> I, I appreciate her, but... But had she would have, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm watching Kelly walk this tightrope right now. I'm and walking this is the tightrope because ever. I do appreciate her and I appreciate her as a as a woman. But like, here's, oh fuck, Falcon, seriously. Get with it, Kelly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have said, please don't be around me at watch parties if you don't want to hear things. That's like me, like Wookie noises and. Wookie noises. Things from the bowels of hell. Loud (laughs) cursing. Me yelling at players. Sounds like some Lord of the Rings shit. Like coming out of the caverns. I get very angry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what, Jay? Where are we at? (laughs) Where are we at, yo? We are uh, still number one, guys. Um, But we are equal on matches played. 31 both for the New York Red Bulls and Atlanta United now. Um, We're both matched on wins, so that that helps. But we are now only one point. Ahead of the Red Bulls, anything like can happen at this point. I don't like um, it. And uh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> the uh, current rank in the Supporters Shield still number one, um, and the Red Bulls uh, creep up a little bit. We still have two point zero three points per game somehow, uh, guys. But that's how math works, and I'm not good at that stuff. Red Bulls have two points per game. Uh, they are two points behind us. All we need is still a win against New England to, uh, like we said before, to cl- uh, clinch the CCL. Uh, birth uh, next season so that is still there but at the end of the day in terms of the supporter shield like we said we're probably gonna have to win all three games unless the red bulls drop points as well um yeah so that's <sighs> that's uh uh and uh and <laughs> i totally just mixed up the supporter shield and the ccl by the way but yeah the, the, no, the, la- look, the last okay. table of the points so, i was talking about is the supporter shield yeah. but we talk about the ccl yes that is actually uh where we actually have 118 total points and yes. New York City. Well, our, I'm sorry, 126 correct. total. Uh, Cor- correct. Yes. Uh, over yes. the course of the last two seasons, and we're Rebels just running are, away with it. Rebels yeah. are sitting at 117. Yeah. But here's, we're just we're all tipped thing. upside down, guys. We, just, we are we are equal on the Red Bulls for matches won. We are equal. Uh, you talking about the MLS table? Yeah, I'm looking at the MLS table right now. I'm just trying to think of like a way that the Red Bulls steal it from us. And the only way they do is that we play poorly against the last three teams we go against. So and you're one saying of those even teams, if we well no, there's still if we drew if we drew on points at the end of the season, right? There's a potentially that they they could But here uh, but here's my opinion on this, Jay. They play Chicago, which we also play Chicago. They play the Philadelphia Union. Which play Orlando. could could either go either way, and then they play Orlando. We have Chicago and New England that we play against, which are two teams that hypothetically we should beat. I think the strength of schedule is about the same. I mean, I it don't. Just, it feels about the same. Toronto to me. feels a lot stronger to me than any team that the Red well, Bulls ever have to go against. That's because we've never beaten them. We've drawn them. It, did, it doesn't. Them. It doesn't matter because at the end of the season, as we've always said against any team you, that Kelly. I understand, I understand this, but I'm <laughs> just getting my point out. At the as as said against any team that we ever played against, they give us our A game. A Toronto A game is scary as shit to me. Yeah, they are a rival, and we're away, uh, and uh, and we are away. They, they uh, we always seem to draw against them. Uh, so like, like that, it. like we said, guys, the remaining matches Saturday, we'll see you at the tailgate against New England. And then uh, we have a break, uh, come back at the 21st against Chicago and then away to Toronto. We're going to do the business against New England. I can feel it. 
another touchdown is in order, I think. Uh, if we look ahead to New England, uh, they're eighth in the East. They have eight wins, 11 losses, and 11 draws. Their last match was a 4-1 drubbing uh, by Toronto at BMO Field, which makes Kelly feel warm and fuzzy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm not uh, warm and fuzzy right now. As you know, we infamously scored that touchdown on the last uh, season at the Benz, uh, but have dropped but, points against them correct. on the road uh, a couple of times at Gillette Stadium. So only one win in the last 13 for New England. One win in the last 13. Seven of those losses, five draws. And Atlanta has only lost two in the last 11. So totally different story there. Uh, I just... Okay. Yeah. yeah. We should take this, guys. It shouldn't be a problem. Do not threat. Just because we look terrible against a high press in New Jersey, in Red Bull Arena, okay, does not mean we forgot how to play soccer. <laughs> right? So I think... And what... I'm going to pull the Mike Conti stat out that he always pulls out. Pull it out. Atlanta has never lost back-to-back matches. Neither have Red Bull either, by the way. We heard that during the match, during the commentating. I, I, look. I'm going to make you feel better about this, Kelly. I I'm going to make you feel better look, about it. Look, I believe in our boys. I really do. I really believe in our boys. I know you tweeted it out at halftime. I believe in them. Do you? That's exactly what I said. I believe in them. You're the one that told me we're going to win all of these games this season. The rest Thank of the you, season. Thank you, Jay. So you can't all of a sudden turn your back on us I'm now, Kelly. Turning, I'm not turning my back. It's, it was really, it was a really shitty game. I'm not turning my back. I still believe in them. Do you? Yes, we all do. Because here's the thing: we are Atlanta United until we die. We read, we bleed red, black, and gold. I'm sorry. Unite and conquer. Like that's it. We we we. Mm, mm. Anyway. Yes. The, the New England Revolution dreams. away is 2-7-6, right? So they have 44 goals scored, 49 goals allowed. They are the sixth fewest in goals scored, uh, only to be led they by... They score any goals. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's some, I told you we're going to make you feel better. Let's just get through the stats. I'm and telling like, you this is going to make you feel better, Kelly. Look at that. Six in goals scored. Six worse. I'm just going to lay down on the couch now. I'm just saying you're getting mad at me while we read stats that are talking about how trash New England is. I'm just curling into a ball on the couch. I thought you, this was going to make you feel better. I can't feel better right now. <laughs> this weekend is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, my this goodness. This weekend has been like, I love this weekend, but also this F this weekend. Well, I'm sorry you had such a horrible weekend. I'm sorry, uh, But. If it makes you feel better, New England are trash at scoring goals. Yes, uh, they are. In fact, they uh, have only scored uh, 44. 44. Correct. Uh, and behind them are Philadelphia, Seattle, Orlando, Columbus, and Colorado in last place. Yeah, and they're tied for 10th in the most goals allowed. Yeah, in the middle of the road there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, in terms of uh, the only allowing person goals. that leads that is uh, Orlando at 66. Yeah, Orlando, Orlando, San Jose tied for 66 uh, goals allowed. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how Orlando is going to beat the Red Bulls. <laughs> I, don't I don't know either. That's makes, <laughs> which makes me so upset. Because you think about it, the end, the end game that the Red Bulls have are, is against Orlando. They do have and a the nice end game ending. we have is against Toronto. That's unfair. We're going to have to hope a little bit that they drop some points because <laughs> uh, we, we they definitely have the last game uh, better uh, than we do uh, in terms of how they're going to close out their season. <laughs> Oh <laughs> Come on, 
uh, I'm with Gustavo. I'm gonna inject this in my veins. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna drink down all the Matt Doyle uh, truth sauce that he tweets out about how no. all these things happen, no. and I'm gonna choke it down because it's gonna then make me get all ramped up at the end of the week when I remember that we're facing New England at home. So let's uh, go to another break, and then we'll wrap things up, guys. We'll be right back. Hang in there. We're going to make it through this. All the folks down in Lynchburg, Tennessee, been working hard for good old boys like me. I don't want to be the one to tell them that stuff that they've been selling ain't working like it should. But I damn sure wish it would Whiskey's supposed to drown the memory I've gone from one to one too many And the thing that really gets me Is how your memory drowns the whiskey Maybe it's the bar or the stool I'm on Maybe it's the band and the sad old song That keeps me buying rounds It keeps me turning down Any girl that wants to dance You ain't and we're back And I'm still, I'm still curled into a ball on the couch You are you are. I, uh, I so so badly just want to just. Yeah, it's kind of a strange layout away. here at, at Johnny McCracken's. We're like shut ourselves we're in, in the basement, away from everyone else in the this uh, sort of cavern with couches and chairs and a crickety piano. Which is fine because I don't want to talk to anybody ever again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so dramatic. I'm very dramatic. You're gonna make your account private, like you yes, are. <laughs> I am. Soccering. Yeah. So at Lady Night 2's schedule, uh, the last chance to see Lady Night 2 at Corey Field while you can. They Only a play couple games or Tampa a few games Bay, left. So. Yeah, exactly. They pay the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies on Wednesday, October 2nd at 7 o'clock p.m. And then they also play the Charleston Battery. Uh, Sunday, October 7th at 4 p.m. Yeah, and then there's only like a game or two after that. So uh, yeah. get on it. And I think the last one's away, actually. So it is uh, away. Um, uh, Also, there were some Soccer the Streets events. Uh, Kelly, yes. uh, when you talk about uh, the good thing that yeah. was this weekend, that yes. was uh, the black tie, uh, what, bar, bar crawl? crawl? It was in sponsor. It was not in sponsorship, but it was in correlation with the black tie tournament that they've got coming up uh, The in a couple weekends, I guess. I think, or no, actually, I think it's the next, it's next weekend. For yeah, For some no. reason, I thought it was October 7th. Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. You're oh, the expert in the soccer we'll streets. Bar, uh, black. I'm pretty sure. So, Blake's basically the black tie soccer game. Is yeah, I think, a, it's, I think it's the 7th. It's a major which, fundraiser. Which is next weekend. Uh, which is a major, which is a major, ma- oh, I can't speak today, major fundraiser for soccer in the streets. And in its first seven years, the participants have raised over $375,000, which is insane. Yeah. And I pulled that uh, date, by the way, from their website. So oh. uh, if it's wrong, they have it wrong on their I website wrong. and we may want to let Jessica know. But yeah. Um, Either way, uh, they've raised a lot of money over the years, 375000 total. Uh, it's a tongue-in-cheek uh, protest to the typical formal banquet fundraisers. So they hold the event on a soccer pitch in a uh, attire of black tie and ball gowns. And quite often the men are the ones in the ball gowns. Correct. So it's uh, fun to see. Check it out at soccerstreets.org. You can go ahead and sign up and get a ticket and support soccer streets. 
Uh, Pick up soccer, guys. Continue to keep an eye on the Humble Ford Art Twitter handle uh, for updates on pick up soccer. I also know that uh, there's uh, league play starting soon, and you may see a couple teams from Home Before Dark uh, come out uh, and play in the league uh, as well. So that's uh, currently being worked on by the architect. Uh, yes. Kelly's making motions and hand motions to me. I'm just saying keep going. I'm, I'm trying to find the actual oh, date the for actual this. actual date. Okay. Because I... I for the black tie. Yes, for okay. the black tie. Sorry, everybody. Um, no iTunes reviews that I saw before <gasps> the match, guys. Oh, we really you. miss you. We miss your iTunes reviews. We, we need them, them badly, huh? especially after this loss. Help us. We need them so make bad. Make us happy. Right now. Help Kelly get off the couch. I am still on the couch and, in, a, uh, in a small little ball, <laughs> And relieve her stress by leaving an iTunes review and use some of Kelly's fun words that she makes up in there. Slip them in there for an extra vigorous shout-out yes. uh, for using some of the words that we come up with during these podcasts. Um, also coming up, uh, on uh, uh, we have the watch party today, obviously, but then uh, uh, we have a couple of recordings that will be at Hudson FC uh, the day after the home matches. We'll take a break when Atlanta United does. Uh, after the New England game, we'll take a break. Um, and then we'll come back uh, for the Chicago match, and then we will be doing something with the faction uh, yet to be determined for the Toronto away match. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Dave W. Photography, uh, for all the images and the caption, the shit stuff that we do. Uh, he's been a photographer for the Atlanta Silverbacks for the past three seasons. He donates time to Soccer Streets. He's just the man. Check him this out at awesome. DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com. Yes, and so then also Mock. The agency, which is a design agency, uh, obviously run by Don Mock, a, a creative advertising agency um, with that do graphic design and digital studio on 14th Street. If anybody needs brand new packaging, graphic design, or website work, they're the shop for you. Creativity is their speciality. And I just got to confirm by Miss Jessica herself that the Black Tie Tournament is next weekend on the 7th. October 7th, yes. guys. Check it out. It's uh, the day after the New England game. Yes, so it remember is. it that way. Mottheagency.com. Uh, Thank you so much. And we're working on stuff. We have uh, some cool stuff Shirts, on the way. Stuff Just started talking with out. the Home Before Dark guys about yeah. how we would get our stuff on their storefront. Mm -hmm. um, and very gracious uh, to them for allowing, uh, hosting us, not only hosting our podcast, but also hosting our swag yeah. when we get it up there. And hey, we are looking for your videos. Obviously, Jay is very famously known for the. Nothing's gonna stop. I don't us think we're now. getting any. Not gonna stop. Uh, nothing's gonna stop us. Videos after the no, this not right now. Unless they record it before no. the game. Maybe they did. But I'd be very we hard always, to get people. We can always hope that. Amped up. But I still believe that nothing's gonna stop nothing's us. Nothing's gonna stop us. I don't think us. the Red Bulls game is gonna, it's stop, gonna stop us. us. We'll I'm be still fine. all in. We'll be fine, everybody. So I'm all in. We need you to submit those videos to us so Jay can make a beautiful music video. So you can submit them to unrelatl at gmail.com. That's U N. R-E-L-A-T-L at gmail.com. If you need help getting them uploaded and shared, just reach out and we can assist you. Yeah. Give it to me by October the 1st, uh, 4th, sorry, Thursday. Uh, yeah, if possible. If possible, but, you know, we'll see what happens but if there, stuff squeaks by There's uh, criteria. Later. You must have ATL, UTD, memorabilia somewhere in the video, and it must be landscape, obviously. And remember that you aren't making a Snapchat no or Snapchat Instagram video, videos. so make it landscape, Can't please. use them. Uh, you could find us, Unreal ATL, on social media everywhere and UnrealATL.com. Where can they find you, Jay? You can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle, R-I-D-D-L-E. My account is not private, so you can follow me. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> 
You can uh, not find me because I'm going to crawl in a hole and I don't care about life right now. But in case you want to leave me wonderful messages of support, you can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social medias. Just uh, send out a tweet. Tell me everything's okay. Give me a warm viral hug. I'll appreciate it because otherwise I'm dead for the next week, everybody. Come on, guys. Hang in there. Nothing's going to stop us. Period. Except a high press. But other than that, it's good. Come on, guys. Believe in your dreams. Good night. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.
Jamaican international recently uh, pending a new contract with the Rebels. Tata Martino, talking of contracts, so much speculation swirling around his near and long-term future. Linked continuously over the last few weeks. Moves to various national teams. You don't think he's having fun with it though? Oh yeah. Well, he's in a perfect position, isn't he? He's got all the leverage. After two fantastic years at the helm here. Well, there was a great meme about Publix and working as the <laughs> deli manager or something like that. He had fun with that, so... Yep, so he's often done. Every managerial role, including the local supermarket.